Praise God. All right. Well, listen, I want Davine to come up and give a testimony. Um, some of you are not probably going to know this lady that she's talking about. Um, maybe some of you do, um, but probably not. But I, I'm just going to set stage. This lady wouldn't be considered a godly woman in any way, shape, or form. Tough, rough, um, extremely opinionated, um, hard-nosed, you know, right-in-your-face type of a person. So, Tip, yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, it, to the extreme. <laughs> yeah, come on, Davine. Amen, amen. Um, honey, Laura has one quick little thing she wants to say. So one of my staff didn't have no vehicle, and I've been saying some prayers for her, and then next time she came to work, she had a vehicle. So Amen. God answered the Amen. prayer for her. There's a testimony. By golly. I, I, who else needs a vehicle? Get her praying. I'm not, hey, I'm all about it. She got the vehicle anointing. Praise God. Let me, let me. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Um, in 2019, I really believe God is going to ask you to do things that's out of your comfort zone. That he knows that you can do if you are willing. Mary had to say yes and say, I am willing, knowing it was not going to be easy. And I think God is going to ask you, if you want to grow, and if you want to conquer some fear of things that you might have fear of doing, I, I shy away from people who are in your face and confronted. My, my mind just goes blank. I have no idea what to say back to him. I, I, people that, and so I just kind of, kind of, you know, Go around those people. Well, um, when I heard Bertie, Bertie is from, um, and she got saved. So that the story, end of the story is just awesome. And um, she's from Cedarville, and and known of her all my life. And um, and you know when I hear somebody's in hospice, it's like I, I didn't feel like the Lord told me to go and see her. Um, but I'm just like she's. She's not going to make heaven unless somebody gets there, you know? And it wasn't like, I, it was like, David, you need to go. It, it was, I've had that before. When the Lord put somebody on my heart to go, it's like, I, I, I go, you know? And, and this time, it, it wasn't that. And so I had asked different people if they could stop and go, and schedules didn't work out, and things happened. And, and um, I asked family if they could get to her, people that knew her, because I figure someone that knows her is going to be better than me walking in who's associated with the church, and she doesn't want anything to do with the church. And so, anyways, so <clears throat> I just, so last Sunday, I, I drove up separate from Pastor, and I decided I was going to go, and, and I was going to go talk to her, and, and um, so after church, I decided I'd go to Myers, and I was walking around Myers, and, um, and walking, I, I lost my list, so I'm just wondering, okay, Lord, bring back my list to my mind, and you know, and I'm just putting off going, because I'm just, my mind goes blank, you know, and I run into Ciro and Tiffany, and I run into Kimberly back here, and I, and both of them, I said, will you pray for me? I said, I'm just dragging my feet going to see this lady, because I know she's not going to want to see me, and, 
you know, anyways. And so I pull into the parking lot at hospice, and my mind's blank. I'm saying, great, Lord, I'm here. I'm trying to do this. Can you give me a sentence? The opening line, something. And so I got this line, and I go, this, okay, this is what I'm going to say when I first see her. And then, and then I opened the door to hospice, and it was just gone. And I'm like, great. So I go into the bathroom, and I'm in the bathroom, and I'm staying in there, and I'm praying. And I got the next, okay, I got it again. Okay, I'm going to go in, and this is what I'm going to say. And then they sent me to the wrong room. I said, I'm here to see Birdie. And they sent me to room five of Bernie. I'm here to see Birdie. And they heard me say Bernie. And they sent me to room five. It happened to be an old teacher from Cedarville. So that was kind of cool. But anyways. Um, so I um, And then finally, I know I get to the right room. And, and I walk in. And um, one of the first things she said to me is, I'm going to heaven. And I went, great. I said, that is great. And then so I go, okay, Lord, what am I doing here, you know? Um, but I knew she had told other people that she felt that way. And in the middle of talking, she had shared, she said, um, <clears throat> I know, she, she lost a husband. And she said, I know, and whatever, I can't remember what his name was. She said, I know he went to hell because when he was going and taking his last breaths, he started screaming and physically trying to run on his bed on his deathbed. And so that came back to her before I ever got a chance to ask her if I could pray for her. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm here to pray for her salvation. And uh, I know she feels this way. So I just, so when it came to point to the time where I could pray for her, I, I said, Lord, I thank you that Bertie um, has asked you into your, into her heart, into your, asked you into her heart. And she sat right up, and she said, Jesus, come into my heart. And she had a grip on my hand with both of her hands right up here, almost like in a fetal position, grabbing my hand while I was praying. And then I said, Jesus, I thank you that you are her Savior. Jesus, be my Savior. And she's, just, she's not even saying it softly. I mean, she's a feisty woman. She's almost, to me, it was kind of almost yelling, you know. And... Um, and then I said, and Jesus, I thank you that she has asked you to forgive you, to forgive her of your sin, of her sins. And she said, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. And as soon as, <laughs> because I had asked her, I said, do you want me to pray the kind of prayer where you say something back, which I was hoping she was going to say, no. I said, okay, well, then I'll just pray the kind of prayer, and you can just listen. And then, but then. But then she just boldly, just like her personality is, just screamed it out, you know. And then um, as soon as, she, I think it was the point of the time when she, forgive me of my sins, the presence of God hit that place so hard, it kind of took my breath for a minute. And I kind of just stood there and I just said, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that we can feel right now or somehow, something like that. And she just sat right up and she says, I can feel God's presence, and Phil is her, anyway, beside her, Phil, Phil, I can hear the, feel the presence of God, I've never felt that before, and she says, I can feel the presence of God, and she kind of teared up, and I'm sitting there trying to hold her together, and it was just so cool that God sh let her feel his presence, because I really think that's going to be key for when she goes, and she wanted to be prayed for healing, so I said, we're praying for healing, so we, we, we're praying for healing, and, but anyways, I just want to thank um, you guys, running into you guys was so helpful, <laughs> and, and um, 
And I just want to tell you that this isn't just, I mean, I did not feel led to go do this. I was just going, someone's going to hell, and someone's got to get to them. And, and so don't wait for that God, oh, you know, you got to tell me to go do this. No, I just went there, and I had to go stand in the bathroom, people, to, get, to try and get, what do I say to this lady? And it's funny, when I left, she says to me, you know, I didn't want you here. I said, yeah, yeah I, I knew that before I even came, but she said, I'm glad you came and, and come again. But, um, but I want to tell you, how many times could I have talked myself out of that, right? And you guys, I know I'm not the only one. I know you know people that are facing, I mean, probably only have weeks to live. Just be bold. And if you mess up, you mess up, just go in and just try your best. You know, Pr try your best. So anyways, and be, you know, I think it's, it's an obedience thing. You know, you, you, have, you have what somebody needs, and don't be afraid to try and do it. Amen. Amen. Did you have You know, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Same thing happened in Cedarville, by the way. Thank 
my voice isn't very loud without the mic, so. Um, it's similar to this testimony that Davine gave, um, but different. Back, oh, it's probably been 10 years or more, uh, maybe 12 years, um, my husband was having an affair, and then we, he asked for a divorce. And um, the woman that he was having an affair with got cancer, and she was in hospice. And the Lord spoke to me about going to talk to her, and I said, oh, Lord, there's got to be somebody else who can do this. I can't go to talk to her, of all people, you know. And um, he kept talking to me, and I kept putting it off and putting it, okay, Lord. You know, finally I said, okay, Lord, but I put it off. I said, okay, I'll do it, but not today, yeah. not today. And finally I went to see her, and she was so far gone that, and she was so doped up that she was just lying there in bed with her eyes closed. And I didn't know how I could reach her. I, but I, knew, I know that the hearing is the last sense to go. So I asked her if she could hear me, if she would open her eyes. And she did. And I said, is it all right if I talk to you about the Lord? And I said, open your eyes if it's okay. And she did. And then she closed them right back again. But um, then I, I gave her the, the, the word of God and, and the salvation message. And I said, if you believe that, would you open your eyes? And she did. And I said, do you know that you're going to heaven? Will you accept Jesus? Or do you know you're going to heaven? And she opened her eyes again. Amen. And that's the only time she opened her eyes was when I asked her those questions. So I know that she heard, and I believe I'm going to see her in heaven. Um, wow. Pardon me? It was very healing. It was what I needed to do. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Praise God. John. Run that back to John. You don't need this? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to tell you, anybody that really, truly, really knows my wife knows that that is just, you know, not, that's not who she is. She is, she is one of, of course, I'm biased opinion because she's my wife, but she is one powerful woman of God. But she's not going to be out front. She's, you know, um, but, and so that was, that was a big step of obedience for her, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, and it's and I want you to know that's very appropriate. Um, you know, I was kind of half joking about you know she prays a vehicle shows up. I, I don't care. Pray for me. You know, if I have a string of vehicles, great. I'll start giving them away. You know, I can only drive one at a time. You know, praise God. But listen, I want it. This really, really does go along. Remember a couple of weeks ago I talked about search me. And I want you to know that wasn't a message just for the week. That was for the year, for your life. We've got to continue to ask God to search us. Because the, the title of this message today, and I don't know how much of it I'll get through, but I'll get through what I need to get through. It is a time to stand. 
And I'm going to use a very familiar scripture verse and, and, you know, the armor of God. I'm going to talk about that, but I'm going to really emphasize just one part of that, the standing part, and what all that means and exactly what we're standing against and why. See, we, but, but do this, understand something. You are going to have to purpose to stand. If, you know, I, I've got, um, I, I just met a guy in Cedarville today that became my, my new best friend because he's got a fishing charter. <laughs> so I met him real quick, and I proceeded to let everybody know, this is my new best friend. First time he's been here, but he's my BFF now. You know, praise God. But, but the thing was is that, you know, we've got to be prepared to stand. And the thing of it is is that um, I'm going to get into this a little bit because we are in a battle. And we're going to have to purpose before the battle ever starts. Listen, there is division taking place in the world right now, all over the place. We are going to have to stand against that spirit touching the church. And when I say the church, let me tell you something. When you walk in this building, the walls are not divided against each other. That's exactly right. I mean, you, you can't, you, you know, well, there's division in that church. That means what, division hangs out here in this building? Yeah, only when you're here. So we're going to talk about division. Go home and look in the mirror and say, hey, church, stop being divided. I have to do it all the time. Stop being angry. Stop being frustrated. Stop being arrogant. Stop being prideful. Stop being, stop being, stop being. Because again, I'm going to get into this a little bit. And and listen, as a pastor, some of the things I'm supposed to do is kind of see some things that may be coming down the pipe and say, hey, be aware. Because I don't want this to shipwreck you or take you out or hurt you or harm you. See, We've got to deal with this in the spiritual realm. We're in a fight right now, so you have to decide. I want to go to Ephesians 6.11, and I'm just going to, I'm going to read through it quickly. In the Amplified, it says, Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy-armed soldier, which God supplies, by the way, that you may be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and deceits of the enemy. Now, here's the thing. Some of the, I want to talk about strategies for a minute. We've got to stand up against the strategies. Now, the word stand means established. And established means being steadfast. We have got to stand steadfast against the strategy of the enemy. Now, one of the things is, is that we understand when sickness comes, when disease comes. Those are obvious, yeah. We're going to stand against those things. But it's the little things that we don't pay attention to that cause the biggest problems. Such as, we're not wrestling, let me go on and I'll say such as. We don't uh, wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, be steadfast on the word of God, in the word of God. Now, see the obvious things we see. Sickness, disease, things come. Those are the obvious things. But the things that we don't look for are the things that we've got to be careful of. It's the lesser things that the enemy brings that are just as big. Gossip, slander, division rather than unity. Backbiting, being critical, pride, self-righteousness, religion. 
your own agenda, frustration, anger, all those things that are not motivated or not the root of them is not love. None of them. Self-seeking. It's more about me than it is about you. I want my way and I want it right away. We think we serve the Burger King. And if it's not done just thus and so, then I'm gone. Listen, if you've got your own agenda and you want to rise up or whatever, and if you feel God's called you to go do something and praise God, I'm not going to stop you. You know, I've had people come to me and say, do you know when you tell me God said this, I've got zero authority now in your life. God told me to do this. Are you asking me? Did God tell you or are you telling me God told me? If you say, hey, I feel like God's telling me this. What do you think? What do you see? Can you pray? That's a whole different animal. See, we have got to stand against these things because, listen, these are the things that are coming. These are the things that work on you every day. Listen, when I worked in the school, a tough place, a tough place to hang out is the cafeteria, or not the cafeteria, but the teacher's lounge. Because do you know that I can go into that place? Now, not all of them are like this. All the people in there are not all like this. But I can go into that place, and I can come out of that place with a skewed view of a student that I don't even know because of the words that were said to them or about them. Okay? Somebody doesn't know this woman right here. You don't know her. And I go to you and I say, Psh, you know about her? Do you know how hard it is now for her to cast that down because every time she sees her, she's seeing her through that view of what has been said or what has been told. That is divisive. It's gossip and it's slander and it can't be. These are the things that we need to stand against and we need to fight spiritually because they, they come. In every situation they come. On your job they come. In your house they come. It happens. We've got to decide that we're going to stand against those things. Now I'm not saying we all have to be you know, all fuzzy and warm and, and that we're always going to see everything eye to eye. But you know, there's a way to even disagree. Me and my wife, believe it or not, I, I know you don't believe it, we disagree all the time about all kinds of stuff. But guess what? I'm still in agreement that, you know, we're in love and we're going to stay in love. And I don't always feel love, but I'm committed to love. I said, she, she doesn't always feel love, but I'm committed to love. And I am committed to one of two things. Either we'll, we'll come to some understanding that we can agree on, or we'll agree to disagree, but we'll keep going together. See, these are the things that, that as I'm, I'm looking at what's going on right now in society and, and the struggles and the fights, and there's, it's, it's the divisiveness is vicious. And we have got to stand against that kind of stuff here. See, standing steadfast, what? We've got to stand steadfast on the Word of God. Now, standing, that word standing, again, it's not like, I remember when I was in the military and you had to stand a post or you had to stand guard. 
you're not kicking it on the curb. You're just standing around waiting for the next thing to happen. No, you are standing, vigilant, prepared, ready for action. Whenever something happened, we were prepared. When I was standing in post or we were standing guard or whatever you want, it wasn't just standing around. It was being observant, being ready. When, when we saw something coming, we were to alert and say, hey, here it comes. Let's get ready, prepared. We are prepared to fight this battle. See, sometimes you think when the enemy comes, when, when you've got a hurricane force thing that's coming against you, you've got to stand with hurricane, hurricane force strength. Or you're going to get blown away. And we need to be prepared and ready to stand because the things that are coming aren't easy. I, listen, every one of you in here could give a testimony. Things are not easy in life. It's all, you know, a perspective. You know, I mean, I, I talk to my, my 16-year-old daughter. In her trauma, I look at like, what are you talking about? That's nothing. You have no idea. But to her, it's big stuff. So how do I minimize or delegitimize what she's going through? Say, well, that's nothing. Get over it. Yes, you need to get over it, but let me teach you how to get over it. Let me teach you. Listen, I, listen I'm no better. Why? Because when I, we were first married and we had Bible studies at our house, we couldn't get over the toilet paper rolls on the floor. That's how spiritual I was. You pick it up. No, you pick it up. I'm not picking it up. Submit, woman. Well, love me then. I've grown since then. Praise God. But standing doesn't mean just standing, kicking it on the corner, just ho-hum, I'll just wait for the next thing to happen. No, we have to be vigilant. We have to be prepared. We have got to purpose in our hearts. In our, we've got a purpose that, you know what? I am not going to allow these things. I'm not. Because I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't take... It starts with backbiting and gossip and slander are the precursors to division. And I don't know about you, but I've had it up to here with all of that. And you know, you can stop all of that really quick. Sometimes maybe, you know, people, people come to me all the time. And, there's, and there have been times I've had to say, listen, stop. Stop, I don't want to hear it. Go home and repent. Well, what do you mean? Your attitude's not right. I want you to, you know, I, I'm an observer. And, and it's funny because I go places and then pretty soon, and God, this is going to sound weird. But I hear people talk. Not that I'm listening to their conversations. But all of a sudden you start hearing. Sometimes you need to step back and ask yourself, what am I saying? And why am I saying it? What's the heart motivation behind it? Is this going to help or is this going to hurt? Now, I'm not, I'm not saying we don't correct. I'm not saying we don't direct. I'm not saying we don't guide. Hear what I'm trying to say here. I'm talking about just, you know what, I've got to have my, you know, a, a pastor told me one time, that this helped me because of who I was. You don't have to share everything that's on your mind or your heart all the time. 
just to hear yourself say it. See, these are the types of things. Again, we're really, really good at the big things. We understand, man, disease comes, sickness comes, you know, disaster strikes, somebody needs a car. The big things we get, but it's those little things. It's the little foxes. It's the little things in life. It's a little peep-peep here and a little peep-peep there that add up, and then all of a sudden, man, you've got this thing on your heart, and you're not seeing things right, you're not hearing things right, you're not saying things right, and, and then pretty soon you're frustrated and angry, and nothing seems to be right. And I understand this because I have been through it in my own life. When I first got saved, probably the first six months, I was convinced nobody was doing things right but me. I said that very word, I did. To Pastor Kuzno, I said, you know what, Pastor Kuzno? I could be the guy that comes to you and tells you what everybody's doing. You know, that would help you out. Because then you'd know. No, really. And he stepped back and he said, what are you talking about? He said, who? And he asked me this question. And I'm, look, I'm just being honest. He asked me this question. Well, who in the church is doing everything right? Scout. And I thought for a minute, I said, well... There's this person, and, and well, then there's me. Now listen, understand, I was very zealous, I was very young. My heart wasn't wrong in it, I was just ignorant. And he said, come with me, son. And we went to lunch. Woo! I don't think I ever wanted to go to lunch with him again. He wasn't harsh, but he just told me flat out, listen, you are, that is arrogance and pride and and you need to repent, and you need to, you know, you need to understand. And then as I, the one thing is, is I, you know, he, this is his words, not mine. He says, Scout, you grew very quickly in the Lord. Why? Because I did not care if I got corrected. I did not care if you rebuked me. I, did, I just wanted to be the best Christian, the best me that I could be, and I didn't care if you correct, correct me. What am I doing wrong? Show me, tell me, help me. I just want to be right. I want to help people. I want to do it the right way. And so I repented. I said, geez, forgive me. I, I, man, I, you know. But see, these are the types of things that we need to stand that are coming into us, our lives. We talk about it's affecting the church. Well, it's affecting us before it affects. Again, get your head out of this. The building is the church. We are the church. And the thing that excites me is the testimonies I'm hearing. Guess what? Guess where that happened? Not right here at this altar. People are still looking for revival. Is everybody floods the altar? And am I looking? Do I love people flooding the altar? Yes. This is a place that can be healing can come and miracles can happen and all kinds of stuff. But if you were waiting for all that to happen right here, I want you to think about some. Let's think about revival. What is revival? Revival is waking the church up to go be the church. Go to hospice and pray for somebody. You know what? That's revival. And let me tell you something. Do you know what it did to her? All of a sudden, she's like, whew. She was like, whew, thank you, God, for getting me through that. But now the thing of it is, is she knows. Like you said, God will show up if you will just step out and be obedient to that. And whether or not he shows up in the way that you think he's going to show up or not, he will have his way. Whether our little peanut brains think that it is or not. You know, 
Yeah. Here I am, God. Send them. You know, I, it's funny because I remember there was a man that he just swore. He said, God, I'll do anything for you, but do not. I will not go to Africa. Guess where he wound up? You know, I've been asking God lately, God, send me. Below the Mason-Dixon line is all right. It's 35 below zero today. I got frostburn. These are the things. Stand. Be steadfast. And this is a purpose thing. This isn't, this isn't something that, that we can just passively decide to do. Davine had to stand against the words that were coming again. You can't do this. You shouldn't do this. And listen, she tried to get someone else to do it, and that's fine. I, I'm not saying. There's times I can't get to everybody. i got to call somebody, hey, can you go see so-and-so? Can you run down and see such-and-such? But see, what do we have to stand against? What are we standing against? We are standing against the enemy, the gossip, the slander, the division, rather than the unity, the backbiting, the critical, the pride, the self-righteousness, the religion, all the things that come against what God's trying to do. And, and listen, my favorites, because I've, I, I have to stand against this in my own life, frustration and anger. You know, how many of you have, you know, you've got kids, and sometimes kids don't always do what you think they ought to do, and you get frustrated by that. I've got two churches of sometimes that I get frustrated because I'm like, what, what are you doing? Why? Why? And then when, when I try to help, then I get criticized for trying to help, which, which is fine. You know, fine. That's, that's part of who I am, what I deal with. That's okay. And I'm not saying, oh, cry for me or boo-hoo me. I'm a grown man. I can handle things, you know. But I'm saying, do not allow. I can't allow. I've got to stand against these things that are trying to come in that bring fear. It would have been very easy if somebody, she would have called somebody and said, hey, you know, can you do this? Yeah, I'll go do it because you can't possibly do it. You better be careful because you just have maybe dinged her faith. I don't want to stand before God with that. We need to stand against those things. Listen, I, I'm... When people come to me with people that are having problems or in trouble... My heart is, let me try to help you. Don't come to me with a gossiping and slandering and a hard attitude about it. Because I don't want, I'm not going to receive that. About any of you. How is it, do you know, people tend to believe what they hear first. Whether it's true or not. All you got to do is look on media today. The media throws something out there that may not be true at all. Okay, it's a lie, but now I've but now now I've got to try to defend me because of the this is the truth. That's not the truth. Good luck. It's, you know how much easier it is to stand against that kind of stuff, even entering in? 
because we're moving forward. And, and I'll tell you what, this, this, this body is moving forward at light speed, in my opinion. And going forward, things are going to be done. Not everybody's going to like it. I have to obey God. And one of two things, if people don't like it, they'll, people may get up and leave. That hurts my heart. Some people may be starting to chirp, 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 get their own little gathering together so every people that think their way pray for you. We have got to stand today against those types of things. Are you willing? Are you getting back to search me? Are you to a place in your life where you can say, Lord, search me, and when the Lord shows you something, you can say, forgive me, or heal me, or put it in me, or take it out of me, or whatever it is that God needs to do. Or you can stand and say, Psh, this is just the way it is. You know, it's interesting, and, and I'll close with this. Jim Cousin, again, he's a wise man in a lot of ways. You can be right, and you can be alone. Now, I'm not saying compromise truth. But if you're that, I've always got to be right, 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 you're going to be alone a lot. Now, let me, let me preference that by saying when we're talking about the Word of God and being right in the Word of God, we've got to stand on right. But if you've got some opinion, that's where you've got to be careful. Well, my opinion is, is this. My opinion is that. You've got to be careful. We've got to be careful. We need to try to do the best we can to stand on this and use this to stand against those things. That's what it all comes back to. So we put on this full armor, and after we've done all, we stand prepared, standing against these things. And when the enemy comes, we're prepared. We have the victory. We know that. Let's just walk this victory out. And let's do it in as much unity, as much love for one another as we can have. Not perfectly. Maybe we're having a mistake here and an oopsie there. But we need to stand. And what I'm going to get into next week is title. Some of you are going to love the title of the message. Fight, fight. You ever, you ever seen that? I mean, when I was in school and there was a brawl, all of a sudden say, fight, fight. <laughs> we got to know who and what we're fighting. It's not each other. We have a common enemy. Amen. Well, let me just, uh, Davine, come on up. Come on up. Um, just throw something on there to pray, uh, play for us. And, and, holy moly, I went overtime, sorry. Listen, here's why we'll leave it this way. If you need to, to go, please feel free to.